Hey guys, welcome to the show. This is Eric, and today we have a very special guest on our show. His name is Phil Rosenthal, and he created the hit TV show Everybody Loves Raymond. And now he has his own show called Somebody Feed Phil, which is Netflix's most successful travel and food TV show on Netflix. Uh, he travels all around the world. He eats the best food. He does cool things. He pretty much has the dream job that everybody wants. Like, who doesn't want that job, right? But anyways, we had a great conversation. He's such a fun, cool guy. Great insights about food, about travel, about life. And I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Um, please, please, please go ahead and subscribe to us on whatever platform you're listening to from. And uh, if you can, go to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a nice, pleasant rate and review for I Think You're Dope with Eric Nam. Now, get ready because this is a good one. I Think You're Dope with Eric Nam with Phil Rosenthal. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. This is I Think You're Dope with Eric Nauman. Today, we have an incredibly special guest. And I'm so excited to meet this wonderful human being. Um, he is a creator. He is a host. He is many, many things. Writer. I don't know. Everything. Dad. Dad. I'll have you introduce yourself. But today, <laughs> we have Phil Rosenthal with Hello. us. Hey, Hello. Phil. How are you? I'm very happy to be in Seoul. I'm very happy to meet you. Likewise. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Welcome to Seoul. Thank you. I love it already. Man, you've been here for what? About a week? Yeah. And what do you think? I think it's a wonderful city. I think it's a world city. I don't know mm. what I was expecting. Mm. But I'm very familiar with the Korean culture and Korean food because I live right next to the biggest Korea town outside of Korea. LA? Yeah. In K-Town. Right next to me. So and you so I'm there a yeah. lot because I love the food. Right. So Right, right. So what did you have in your mind before you got here? In terms of like, what were you expecting? A giant Koreatown. Okay. <laughs> Why wouldn't I? I'm, right? I'm pretty if much, that's what yeah. you know. Yeah. Right? Like if you went to Epcot right. and you just saw the little section of Europe, you little, might expect Europe to be like that. Very and and in fair. some tiny degree it is. Mm -hmm. Obviously, all the signs are in Korean yes. here, just like they are in K-Town in L.A. Obviously, there's Korean barbecue here, just like I have in right. L.A. But I was not prepared for kind of the geography and the topography and the giant scope uh -huh. of this city. Right, because it's massive. Massive. Right. Like crazy. It is. Uh, L.A. is pretty spread out too and but this is not only spread out but giant building yeah. all over uh yes. la has just a little just a little of, sliver of high buildings right right you have it in a few places right 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 but what i love about here is yes you have the high buildings but what i think is great are the little villages in between them right the little Villages is the right word. Neighborhoods. Right. Neighborhoods. Little villages. But they feel like villages, right. maybe because they're on the hills. Right. Right? So that adds a, a, a lot of charm, I think, to okay. the city. That Those little places where you just walk around, you see all the little... They have their own character. And, and the coffee shops. Right. And the th I mean, I love it. Uh, and the food. I mean, forget about it. <laughs> well, we'll talk about that yeah. in just a minute. Um, so, for me, you know, I know you from your Netflix show, Somebody Feed Phil. Nice. And I'm sure millions and millions of people around the world know you for that. But how do you, when you introduce yourself, how do you like to introduce yourself? Who are you? What are you? What do you do? I'm Phil. You're Phil and that's it. Well, now <laughs> people come up to me just like they come up to you uh -huh. 
and they say your name and they say they like what you do. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever get tired I, of it? I don't get tired. I, I appreciate that they listen to my music and watch yes. my stuff. And so I appreciate it. So do I. Yeah. I feel like uh, once your dreams come true, it mm-hmm. should make you nicer. You know, sure. I don't understand the people who complain about right. this is isn't this what you wanted right isn't this what you know you kind of dreamed of when right. you were little right. that you would have a, a, a little recognition in the world mm. but i have no idea the amount of fame that that you contend with but i think i have the perfect level of fame mm. which is about once a day okay someone will say they like what i do oh and i think everyone should have that right you should have that at home Right, regardless you have of that what at you the do. Office, regardless, right. I wish everyone had it. Right. Hey, it makes good you feel job. good. Good job today. Good job today. You know, a little affirmation. That's all we want. Right. And when somebody asks, you know, take a picture or something, I'm flattered beyond belief. Okay. Well, because s- I don't come from that. Okay. <laughs> well, so if you guys see Phil somewhere in the streets, he'll be more than happy to take a photo. We'll with say you. hello at least. Yeah, say hello. You don't have to take a photo. Okay. I won't force you. If you want, you can. <laughs> um, but let's talk about what you do. What I know you for, it's obviously you are a writer. You wrote um, and you worked on, uh, oh my God. Everybody wrote, Loves yes, Raymond. Yes. I was yeah. like, wow. I created that. Everybody Loves yes. Raymond. Sorry. Um, and now you are the host of Somebody Feed Phil. Right. And I was, everybody, I'm sure you get this all the time. You have the best job in the world. Or at least true. on camera. No, it, it's true. Yeah, best job in the world. It, it is the best job in the world. I'm not going to tell you it's not. I'm not even going to tell you that there's a hard part to it. You mm. know what the hardest part is? Waiting to do it again. Because ah. once you do it and you submit it to the network, or right. Netflix in this case, you have to wait for them first to put it on. Mm-hmm. Then you have to wait for them to air all the episodes, right. which… Like we're filming 10 now and they'll be split up probably into two seasons. So there could be six months oh. in between those seasons. They're not going to decide when, on when I can start filming again until months after the second series of episodes airs. Man. So what am I going to do with myself till then? What are you going to do? I think I'll have to eat off camera <laughs> and travel right. off camera. Yeah. Right? Research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have my little YouTube channel. Right. That that keeps me busy in between where we we show you, you know, Phil's finds, the things right. I like around L.A. And if I'm in New York, I can do some there, right. too, or wherever I go. Mm-hmm. Just show you the mini version of the show in five minute right. segments. Little snippets. Yes. Well, I'm sure you've talked about this a million times, but how did you get to do what you do? For yes. many people, yeah. this is the, dream, the dream job. Right. For, my, for myself personally… Like, I'm a singer. I do a lot of TV. I do a little bit of everything. Yes. But if anybody asks me, what's one dream TV show that you could do? Yeah. It is Somebody Feed Phil. Somebody but Feed Eric. Somebody Feed Eric. Because yeah. I eat a lot. I get it. So how, you know, for many people, I'm sure they're curious. How did you get to where you are? You have to have this passion that doesn't quit. Mm. It's the same thing that drove you, I'm guessing, to be in music. Mm-hmm. You couldn't not do it. Right. You had to do it. So this I felt, it wasn't my primary objective. It's Mm -hmm. just what I love the most in life. So Mm -hmm. this show is me taking everything I learned about how to make a show, Mm -hmm. how to make a television show, understanding that you need a beginning, middle, and an end, understanding that everything is a story, a song is a story, and you want to start at one place and end up at another, Mm -hmm. and you want to have certain 
elements of the song that are not formulaic, but certainly the building blocks of a song you understand. So I understand the building blocks of a television show, Mm -hmm. having done it for so many years. So what if I applied that knowledge to everything I love in life? Travel, food, friends, family, laughs. Okay. These are my values. Right. And I thought that this travel show where I try to get, and, and there has to be a point to it. Right. The best Underlying stuff, message. Yes, the best stuff, the best song has a point to it. Mm-hmm. It's not just three minutes of entertainment. Right. It's three minutes of entertainment that leaves you with something mm-hmm. that you think about. Mm-hmm. Same with a sitcom, same with a drama, same with a documentary, same with a food and travel show. Right. What is it leaving you with? So for me, what I want to leave you with is the urge to go to where I'm showing you. Mm-hmm. Because I think the world would be better if we all could experience a little bit of someone else's experience. I completely agree. Right? Wholeheartedly agree. If you, if, if. If I meet you and I don't know anything really about the K-pop world, mm-hmm. but I'm thrilled to meet someone in your field yeah, because you're going to teach me now right. about what life is like for you. Mm-hmm. That's everything to me. Mm-hmm. And somehow I know I'm going to relate to it because there's always an equivalent in our lives. Right. Your specific may not be my specific, but I relate to it just because it's specific. Right. You know what I mean? Right. No, I completely I completely hear you. Uh, there's a Korean film out right now called Parasite. There is. It's have you seen it? Best I haven't movie, seen it yet. The best movie of the year. I know. I'm, you I'm have get to it. see it. I'm, it's going to be the thing I do this week. It's my one to do. You're going to be so proud that it came from your country. You're going to be so proud it's better than any American movie. It should win the Oscar. If I was giving out the Oscar. Fingers crossed. I would give it to this film. Okay. It's so good. And it's universal, even though it's very, very specific about living in Seoul right now. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what you mean. When yes. it comes to it's all it's specifics, but then it's all relative. You know, how do you relate it to yourself and the people around you? It's like when we made the sitcom uh-huh. and I was writing about my mother. I based the mother in that show on my mother. Okay. And we get letters from Sri Lanka uh. saying, that's my mother. Uh. How could that be? I don't know your mother from right, Sri Lanka. Right, right, right. But I made it very specific to my mother. And mm-hmm. sure enough, there are universal truths. People right? that can relate to things all around the world. Moms have a general quality about never letting go. Mm-hmm. About always wanting to be in your life. About right. maybe over-controlling your mm-hmm. life. There's not a society on earth that doesn't identify. Right. right? Yeah. I love that. Same with a sibling rivalry. I see you work with your brother. <laughs> yeah. Of course, you know, they're your best friend, but also from from when you're a little kid, there's a competition too. There is. Right? There is. So we get it. We okay. get it. Okay. So the That's... way so so I make this sitcom and it lasts nine years and it's very nice. And it did so well that I don't have to work anymore. Mm. Okay. But I wanted to. Mm-hmm. People said, What are you why are you trying so hard? Why don't you just sit around and right. eat uh, chocolate? And <laughs> and I'm like, Well, it's what I do. Right. This is what I, this was what gets me up in the morning. Mm-hmm. I love doing it. Right. I want to do it. So I kept trying to do sitcoms, but I found that the business had changed. Mm-hmm. They didn't want the type of sitcom that mm-hmm. I succeeded in anymore. Mm-hmm. So I kept knocking my head against the wall for actually for years. Okay. Trying to get another one, uh-huh. trying to do another one. Nobody wanted what 
I did anymore. Mm. And to be fair, I didn't really want to do what they wanted me to do anymore right. at all. Right. I felt like I didn't have to, uh -huh. and I felt like I couldn't, and I felt like I didn't want to. Uh huh. So I thought, if I'm knocking my head against the wall, why not pick the wall that I really, really, really like? And just focus And on just that. focus on that. So if I'm going to put, in other words, all my energy into mm -hmm. making another show, why not pick the vehicle that I'm really going to have fun mm -hmm. doing? So 10 years it took Oof. to get from that point yeah. to now. Okay. To somebody feed film. Yeah. 10 years of That's trying little videos, time. trying things, trying for other, like doing a thing for American Express that was just for their card members, but then right. having the tape to show to like PBS. Like kind of. To PBS. Yeah. Like, here's here's 10 minutes of what, what I shot for American Express. What do you think? Oh, they said, uh, we're looking for, we've been looking for a food and travel show with humor for years. I'm mm. like, I've been there. Yeah. I'm ready. And after a lot of trial and error, you learn what to do and what not to do. Mm -hmm. I got that show on PBS. They only gave me six episodes, mm -hmm. but that was enough to get then the attention of Netflix. Netflix. There you go. Yeah. And here we are. Oh my gosh. So overnight from nothing. That's <laughs> overnight over 10 years. Yes. That's but, right. I mean, that's amazing. That's incredible. I, I think there, uh, there are certain show concepts that I really want to do personally that yes. I'm in the very early stages of where you were probably 10 years ago. Well, if you have you made little videos of places you like to eat? We're, and we're stuff? doing like little things here and there. We're Good. experimenting. That's what it's about. So that's what we're trying to you figure out. You learn just as much from the bad experience or the, or the mm -hmm. failure, uh, the thing that didn't work. Mm -hmm. You learn as much about what not to do Very true. as you do what to do. Right. I mean, I think that's part of, you know, why we started a podcast in general. You know, yeah. we were like, maybe I want to do a talk show sometime. Why not? So let's start with uh, some podcasts. Start talking to people. Yeah. And here we are. And if you use it in a way that you learn from it, mm -hmm. you know, forget the value to the viewer. Mm -hmm. The value to you is going right. to be great. Exactly. Exactly. So it's been great. It's been great. And it's, uh, it's that's such a great story. That you really worked at it for so long. And congratulations yes. now. It's, Thank you. It's massive. <laughs> you know, it's, I believe it's the most viewed travel food show on, on Netflix, That's right? That's amazing. So, I mean, congratulations. I yeah. Were you always a foodie? Yes. What was your… But not at home. Not at home. My mother was not a great cook. <laughs> okay. That was going to so, be my question. No. Did you ever… <laughs> but guess what? If she was, uh -huh. maybe I wouldn't be right. a foodie. You wouldn't be doing this, I would maybe. just think, there's good food ever. What do I need to go out for? I've uh -huh. got great food at home. Right. So I didn't have great food at home. And the moment I left, I went to college uh -huh. and experienced any flavor whatsoever. Like, this is a true story. Mm -hmm. I was college freshman. And we went to a little dumpy restaurant near school, Italian yeah. restaurant. And I was just having pasta with sauce, pasta mm -hmm. with red sauce. I'm like, my, I'm saying to my friends, this is the best thing I've ever eaten in my life. They were, so what? It's just pasta with sauce. I said, right. no, 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 no. There's this flavor. What is this flavor? The, the, these, this little chopped up white bits in it. What is that? <laughs> they said, what? Garlic? I said, yes! <laughs> garlic! I never had garlic. You had never, never had never garlic. I never tasted. My mother didn't use it. It wasn't in the house. Wow. So I don't have to tell, you know, it's big in Korean It's food. huge in Korea. It's Korean right? food is not Korean food without garlic. By the way, it raw today within the dip yes, in the it's, sauce and, and just eat it go. raw. Sometime, I'm in. Yeah. It's I great. love it. <laughs> I think it's one of God's gifts. It's delicious. garlic. Right? Right. Put it on pizza. Put it on. Oh, my God. 
I agree. But so, you had not had it till college. It was like you ever see the movie The Wizard of Oz? Yeah, yeah of the, course. The beginning of the movie is in black and white, and then she opens the door, and it's in color. color. That's what garlic was like for me. Oh, my gosh. So what— if, <laughs> So you, now that you're, you've told us your mom was not the best cook— No. What did you eat growing up? I begged to go to McDonald's. Oh, okay. Right? right. I begged for anything I saw on TV. Uh-huh. Please let me go eat. At this has Kentucky to be better Fried than. Chicken. Please let me go eat at McDonald's. Please <laughs> let me go to... because they. The thing about a television commercial is they make everything look amazing. So delicious, right? Yeah. It certainly looked better than what I was eating at home. <laughs> but to be fair to yeah. her, she worked. Right. My father worked, so they they went. I, I, a lot of times, by the way, I would come home from school and nobody was there mm-hmm. for a couple of hours. Right. So I would kind of eat junk food, mm-hmm. donuts. Right. Whatever you can get your hands Candy, on. Candy stuff. Because, you know, if you're a kid by yourself, you're going to eat what you like. You're not regulating. You're not, you're not, you're dieting. not regulating. You're not dieting. You're not considering health. <laughs> you're eating chocolate cookies and donuts. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and then I wasn't hungry for dinner. Which was... It's amazing I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> I think that to myself every once in a while, too. It's like, I'm the glad I made it this far. Yeah. You well, know? you're still young. But you'll see around 40, uh-huh. you're going to have to do something. And mm. like you're, you're going to see, I don't want to bring you down, but you know, you're going to start gaining weight even if you're working out. Uh-huh. Like it's a, like uh, the, all the exercise people say, you can't outrun a bad diet. Uh-huh. Your body is 99% the result of what you eat. Mm-hmm. And very little, you know, well, think about it. Uh, how fast can we eat? 200 calories. Very fast. In a, so in a fast. second. It's a cookie. Yeah. How long does it take to burn off 200 calories? Hours. Right? It's an hour of running. Hours. Right? It's yeah. horrendous. It's horrendous. <laughs> so, it's, so it's both. Right. Right. No, I uh, shouldn't have eaten on that flight. I ate a <laughs> lot of stuff. When I'm flying, I eat just, Yeah, you think it doesn't count. Yeah. And you're so bored. You want to just… Right. Eat, yeah. Especially long, yes. long flights. Do you have any tips for flights when you fly? Uh, take a sleeping pill. And then you just try to pass try out. To, try to fly at night if you can. Right. Uh, and go to sleep by uh-huh. any means necessary. Uh-huh. I'm not here to advocate drug taking, but, you know, the flight from L.A. to Korea is it's, 13 and a half right. hours. It's not short. You got to sleep. Right. And sometimes, you know, you're not 100% comfortable. It's certainly not your bed. And, it, and even if you do get to lie down, it's not. It's not as comfortable. Yeah. I mean, that sounds bougie, but I mean, it's more comfortable than sitting up. Oh, but I've it's done still that. Not... I've done that most of yeah. my life. It's only recently that I get to right. lie down. But right. even so, it's not. Yeah. It's still not what we're used to. Mm-hmm. Take a little thing that helps you, and you'll feel better when you. Right, get a little melatonin. Why not? Would be great. Would Why be not? great. Um, so without you know spoiling too much. Yeah. What have you done this season of your new show? I don't think I'm allowed to say. At all. I don't think I'm allowed to tell you. I mean, you know I'm in Seoul. You already got the scoop. I mean, I know you're in Seoul. That's it. Okay, that's it. There's nothing before or after. We're just in Seoul. I can tell you we're doing 10 episodes. Okay, 10 episodes. And now you know. By the way, you're the honestly the only show that uh-huh. knows that I'm in Seoul. Nobody knows. Re- I, we are honored thanks we are honored thank you so much and this will probably be on in the summer okay the show all right well hopefully so everyone that's watching or listening 
Please keep it to yourself. It's an exclusive. It's an exclusive. Yeah. Only you guys will know. Yeah. Um, but you guys have… You've eaten a lot of things in Korea. Anything yeah. that's really just blown just your mind? Just now. Just today. I went to the fish market. Uh-huh. I picked out a giant crab. King crab. Have you uh-huh. done this? Yes. So oh good. my god. And that, you take it up and they prepare it for you? Yes. That crab would be $800 in America. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think it was 200 And it fed the entire crew. Because they're Massive. massive. I held it. I could barely hold it. They're massive. Yeah. Um, but did, you, did they give you like all like all the little treats that come with it? The sauces. The sauces. Oh, yeah. And then they take the the the, the shell and they make the fried rice. With, with the, the guts. Oh, my God. Is that Ooh, good? So good. And the little gochujang yeah. sauce that I love. Yeah. From Korean barbecue so and from… A, oh, I'm into it. You're into it. Good. And the tteokbokki. 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 Yeah. So that's like spicy rice cakes. Man, that was good. Yeah. Haven't had that before. But here's you the never great thing. Had that. No, here's the great thing about <gasps> traveling, right? I come here, I have this dish. It looks a little familiar if you've had Korean barbecue, uh-huh. but it's very different. Even though it looks like the same kind of presentation, it's made at your table. Right. It's in one of these big skillets. It's 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 rice-based, it's you, you know, noodles. You see there's some, it's not meat in this case. This is fish cakes and other things, but it tastes completely different. Mm-hmm. The consistency is different, everything is different. Then they come. With rice and spinach, uh, not spinach, seaweed, uh-huh. rice and seaweed, and then s- put that in the pan and then pour cheese over it. <laughs> and then th- that melts and gets all crispy and great. So that's something wild and delicious again. You have me getting hungry just as I'm listening to you. But so what I was going to say yeah. was the greatest thing about this experience is, don't you know, the moment I left, I Googled. Tukbuki. Mm-hmm. Say it again. Tukbuki. Tukbuki. It's a hard language for it, me. It, it is difficult. for me. But you speak English like perfectly. Well, I'm American. Oh, there you go. There you go. Where were you raised? I was born and raised in Atlanta. Awesome. <laughs> I have relatives in Atlanta. Oh yeah. Okay, so I go on Google and I say this dish in Koreatown, LA, and I found five places. So when I go home now, I have now it. Now you have a place to go. Yes. Have many places to yes. go. Yes. Um, so, I mean, I'm sure as you travel, you've had so many different meals, yep. so many different dishes. Yep. What sticks out in your head? Is there one dish? If you had to pick one dish, what would it be? Your favorite dish throughout the seasons? Or anything that just like… Well, it's funny. Some of them are in Asia. Like I did a, I did a show in uh, Thailand. Mm-hmm. And there were two things in Thailand that I thought, wow, I, live, I wish I lived closer to this place. Okay. One was the famous crab omelet at J5. Do you know about this? I don't. It's funny because the crab I had today, I would put on the list of the best seafood really? I ever had in okay, my life. great. I never had a crab. That big. That big. <laughs> the size that, of like but, a human torso. <laughs> yes, but there's an advantage <laughs> uh-huh. to having crab that big. There are parts of the crab that are nothing when you get a small one. Right. But like that, that, you know that it's not just the legs, but in the body, there's usually nothing there if you get a small crab. Mm-hmm. But this one, the way they took it apart for us, we started by cracking it, but then they took the rest and then they kind of presented it to us. There's almost like a, a flower or a hand mm-hmm. full of meat. It's pieces, yeah. Yes, that you never see. And right. that meat in that crab was the best crab meat ever. I know exactly what you're talking because it is the most tender, crabby, yes. tender, yes. seafoody part of the yes. crab. 
because the leg that I, I think most people know, yes, it's giant log size mm-hmm. pieces in a big one, mm-hmm. but it has the same consistency that you know, which right. is a little, it's a little chewy and mm-hmm. it, it's phenomenal. It's we great. love it. It's a it's delicacy, great. but this is on another level it is. and you have to get a big one. So my advice to people is take all your friends, put in your money, right? 30 bucks a person. Bon appetit. And the meal of your life yeah. just from this crab. Anyway, this lady, Jay Fi is her name. She's like 73 years old. She has a little uh, restaurant. It's just off the side of the road. Mm-hmm. It is street food. This is not fancy. This is in Bangkok. Bangkok. Okay. She makes a crab omelet. She's got about a pound, pound and a half of freshly shucked crab meat. Okay. In a wok, pouring egg over it, mm. turning it, turning oh. it, turning it over a burning wok. Right, transferring it to uh, a wok that has less of a fire under it, so that that cooks a little slower. Mm-hmm. Then back to the big wok, then more egg. So until you have a football filled with crab, oh, it's one of the best things I ever ate, and it's probably the world's most expensive street food. It's, How much? I is think it? it's forty or fifty dollars. Wow. When everything else on this street is fifty cents. Right. Okay. In America. It'd be a couple hundred, maybe. It would be 120 Right. Yep. It would be prohibitive. There's not a restaurant in America that would even bother making it because no one would buy it. Mm-hmm. It would be too expensive and it's too labor intense. Right. 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 Shucking right. all that crab it's every day. It's a lot day. of work. And shit, that crab was in the water, you know, that this morning. Right. Fresh, delicious. So that, like, that stuck out as one of the greatest J-5. things I've ever So she won a Michelin star a few months after oh, wow. we were there. She gave the star back. She called the Michelin people. So take you give the star it back? back. I don't know, but she said, <laughs> I don't want it anymore. Why? Because she's 73 and there's too many people right. lined up outside. Oh, man. Well. Yes. Hopefully she's around on a day and I'll go on a slow day. You got to go. On a very slow it's day. It's worth, you know, people wait. And mm-hmm. I would say it's worth the wait. There are certain foods in the world that have a line and the line is worth it. Okay. Right? Like Franklin Barbecue in Austin, Texas, mm. I'm thinking, has I a line, there, right? You need been. that if you like barbecue. I need to get a list American from barbecue. Well, I we're love American now, so I, barbecue. When you come to LA, I'm going to take you. I, to I, have a, I have a concert in, in March. Well, I have a tour starting in January. I'm Can doing, I come and see you? Absolutely. That's you fun. Come, yeah. But I'm doing about <laughs> 40 cities. Wow. January through March. So I just need to… What I want to do is I want to shoot video in every city of, of just a eating. really good meal. Well, I can't. I'm going to give you my lists of I'm, every city that I know. Please. I have, I have places, I think, in most places. And if I don't know, I know someone or I know from doing my own research, you want to go to that. Place, uh-huh. Right? Even if I haven't been there. The other thing in Thailand, this was also in Thailand, in Chiang Mai. You've been to Chiang Mai? I have not been to Chiang Mai. Okay, you need to go there because there's a dish from northern Thailand called Khao soy. Have you ever had I've it? I've had it. Isn't that so awesome? So good. So good. For, so for people who don't know, it's yeah. like noodles and like a coconut curry broth. That's right. Very good. With chicken or duck or beef or, beef or, or whatever tofu, it is. tofu, whatever you want. Shrimp. Right. And then they have like the crispy noodles on, on top, top as well. But in the broth, mm-hmm. it's also the fresh chilies oh. and the, and the uh, uh, what is it? Morning Glory or… Uh, Oh my like god! These beautiful greens, mustard greens. Oh, and and then uh, onions and shallots, yeah. and there. So it ticks all the boxes for all the different flavors, and then all the different textures. Right. It's crunchy. It's chewy. It's slurpy. It's 
and it's a dollar. It's so good. A dollar. <laughs> That's my second favorite price. I gotta go. Yes. I gotta go. I have not been to Chiang Mai. I heard it's amazing. It is amazing. Uh, and I, you know what else I did there? I, I walked around and played with the elephants. How was that? There's an elephant-like sanctuary where you can go and you support the elephants who've maybe been abused in, right. the, in the entertainment right. business, you know, giving rides or the Labor. logging industry. Yeah. And this is kind of like their old age home. Their retirement home. And you play with the elephants. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, you've, you've done a whole bunch of cities or countries, I should say. Yes. There's, uh, I think, let's see, we did six for PBS, 12 for Netflix, and now another 10. So that's how many? My math is 28? Is there one place that you have not been yet that you absolutely are dying to go to? Well, I can cross soul off the list you now. Can, Here yeah. I am. Uh, there's places I've been this coming season that I never have been before. Uh, I haven't been to India yet. <gasps> I'm dying to Ooh. go there. You need like a full season on India. You could. I, like. I know. It's massive. Right. It's huge. Right. I lived in India for about two to three months. Oh, um, did you love it? I loved living there. I didn't like the… I was there for with a program. And I was not a what big program? fan of the program. It was like a social enterprise kind of thing. Oh. So… That's nice. It was great intention. Um, didn't work out. But living yeah. there, experienced the culture, the people, the Mumbai. food. I was in Hyderabad. Which is like the south eastern part of India, I believe. Wow. So… Is it hard to live there? It was not easy. But I think… And I'm sure you can appreciate it. It's just like wherever you are, whatever situation, there's always something to learn yes. and to grow from. And so it was not the easiest, but I still had a great experience there. And yeah. so for that, I'm very thankful. Yeah. Great. So it was fun. That's great. But India, yeah. I, I think… And the food's amazing, right? The food's good. The food's so good. And it's so affordable. Um, and there's it's just so diverse. Yeah. In every way. And possible. I hear the North is beautiful. I haven't been… You know, I'm dying to see that. I'm dying to see Mumbai. I'm dying to see the South. Everyone yeah. tells me it's the most fascinating country. India. I yeah. will. I can't wait to see those episodes yes. when they're coming from you. Um, it won't be this season. I can tell you we're not going there this season. So hopefully… But, but the, next season. Hopefully. Next season. If there is a next season. I'm knows? sure there will be. You never know. You never know. You never know. <laughs> um, when I it take nothing for granted. That's good. That's a great, great uh, way to approach things. But I'm sure like as a person that's been on TV… And has been writing for TV for so long. Mm -hmm. You've personally probably gone through so many ideas. Um, and tried them. But you also get pitched a million ideas as well. It's true. Is, that, is there a pitch coming? No. Oh. I'm not going <laughs> to pitch it to you. Not here. But do you ever get tired of it? Or is it… You know… Or how do you… How do you get feedback? Or? I have a little protection. Okay. Which is the Writers Guild. Uh -huh. uh, which I belong to. Which every writer has to belong to. If you work professionally in Hollywood. Right? Okay. So. We're not allowed to literally take ideas and submissions of scripts because everyone wants to send you their script. Mm -hmm. I'm legally not allowed to take it. That's so what that does, okay. it protects you in case I'm the type of person who might steal your idea and say, I never, uh -huh. I never saw you before in right. my life. Right. And it protects you from that happening right. to you. Fair. So that's why that exists. And so I say that to people, mm -hmm. not as a way to get out of it, but it does get me out of it. Okay. Okay. I'm right? sure you've heard and seen a fair share of things. But yeah. like when it, then I guess for, 
for the off chance that there are aspiring writers. Yes. Who are listening. Yes. I think it's always kind of… Same for music. It's like, how do I get to become a musician? How do I get to become a writer? What do you… I'm just curious. What do you tell musicians? I tell musicians that YouTube and social media are like the best ways to go about it right now. Mm -hmm. And if I was… If I did not know what I… to get your stuff out there. Right. To get my stuff out there. Film yourself singing. Put it it out there. And hopefully it takes off and just keep trying. And then for me, the thing that I know now is… For a lot of people who want to be great songwriters… Yeah. You have to surround yourself in a community of that. So in the case of myself, it's like I write all my stuff in LA. Yeah. So being in LA physically allows me to connect with people, network, and I've learned a lot through them. Great. But then for writers, I don't I don't know. That's like writers also feel like very solitary yes. jobs. Take a class mm-hmm. because you're then in the environment that you're talking about. Oh, there you go. Like minded people, mm-hmm. right? Uh get together in that class, uh read each other's scripts, read mm-hmm. them aloud. Mm-hmm. You never know what's going to come from it. Right. If you're really good, the teacher may even notice. Mm. Right? But most people say, I don't want to take a class. I'm afraid it's going to teach me something. No. You take the class because at the very worst, at the end of class, you're going to have the script that you've been procrastinating about. That you've been trying to get out and you couldn't. The script focuses you and makes you Mm -hmm. commit to writing your script. Mm. So for people who are just starting that way, I'd sell them that. For people who are already writing on their own but can't get noticed, there is no shortcut. You have Mm. to keep banging on the doors. You have to keep asking agents to read your stuff. That way, an agent can get your script to somebody who might hire you. Mm -hmm. Right? Because, again, the the law prohibits us from taking scripts from people without agents. There's there's no easy answer. It's like people who want to be singers or actors mm-hmm. or writers yeah a lot of people do yeah and so you have to and they ask me what's the most important part of writing is it the character is it the story is it how funny it is uh-huh. i'm like yeah all of it yeah Full because package. if you don't focus on all of it someone else does uh-huh fair enough yeah fair enough um there's a thing coming. There, it's very easy. Okay. Nothing Nothing crazy. Oh boy. Um, like a test. <laughs> no, no, not even. Well, few, just a few like light, lighter questions. If What was your… What would be your last meal on earth? Be? Yeah, that's a great question. Because there, there are certain things like you could… You could say I want that crab or I want mm-hmm. that cow soy. And that's all terrific. But I have thought about this. If it's your last meal… Mm-hmm. I think you want to go full circle, meaning back to what made you happy as a kid. Mm. So it would be a, on the plate would be all the things I loved growing up. Right. Things that n- actually never left me. Mm-hmm. Love of pizza, hot dogs, hamburgers, fried chicken, okay. you know, all that stuff, uh-huh. chocolate. And then I would finish with the one thing my mom made well, which was matzo ball chicken soup. Oh. Right? I've never had that. It's a lot like samgyetang. Oh, okay. Except instead of the whole chicken in the soup, uh-huh. it's a big ball of dough. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fluffy dough. All right. That's very light. Okay. If it's done well. Mm-hmm. And the broth, though, is very similar. Okay. The chicken, the chicken soup. Yeah. 
And so that's a comfort food, just like samgyetang right. is. Yeah. Did I say it right? Samgyetang, yeah. Sam, samgyetang. That, that's a great dish. It, it, yeah. That's a comfort food. That, and I order that in Koreatown with the extra ginseng and garlic and deer antler and stuff for when I'm sick. You love all of it, yeah. Because it's a great like medicinal kind of… But do you know what they call Jewish matzo ball soup? You know what they call it? What do they Jewish call it? penicillin. Oh, really? There you yeah, go. because it works. Something about There's something about chicken soup something that about works. Chicken soup that works. So that would be that you know you want to be if it's your last meal. Uh, I think you want a certain degree of comfort, mm. right? Fair enough. That that you know, even trumps the the delicious, mm-hmm. uh, most fabulous gold star Exuberate meal you ever had, meal, right? Yeah. Um, I, I'm curious. You know, this came up earlier before we started the show a little bit, but if you don't, want, I don't know if I'm on it, but you invest in restaurants I as do. well. Is there, and you were, we were talking about how you investing in it, it's kind of like contributing to the arts because you consider yes. food to be arts as well. I feel like when, when chefs are, uh, have hit on something delicious that mm-hmm. people love, it's an art form. Mm. It's like writing, mm-hmm. isn't it? Or painting. Mm-hmm. You've made something that other people Respond treasure, to, yeah. right? Uh, so why not support that? Mm. Why is your sense of taste any less than your sense of sight? Or sound. That's cool. In fact, when you eat, it kind of incorporates all the senses, doesn't it? It does. And a great restaurant uh, transports you in a way that a great concert will, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or a great movie will. Right. And I love the social aspects of being in a restaurant. The only thing I don't like about modern day restaurants is that they're too loud because mm. that kills the social aspect of the mm. restaurant. When music is blasting it's hard and to I hear. can't hear you. Right. Why did I go out with you just to be just to not hear you, <laughs> right. not talk to you? Right, right. That's right. why I want to go with you to to enjoy your company and learn something about you and eat delicious food. Yes, mm. but I think a restaurant that has great ambiance and great visuals and you know a great atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Why are we blasting music? Well, I I found out from being in the restaurant industry now a little bit. You know why they do that? Why? I'm cu- I'm actually curious. Why do you think they do it? I'm just to get people out. That's exactly right. You're so smart. Yes. Because that was not I I did not guess that. Oh. They want you to eat quick and leave oh. to turn the table over. Okay. Isn't that cynical and terrible? That's I hate that. Because the restaurant you you like <laughs> to think that it's the opposite that right. they want you to be there. Right. No, they don't want you to be there. They want you to eat, pay and leave. Flip the tables. Flip the table. Right. I thought, I honestly, that was last on my list of things I would have thought of. I thought mm-hmm. it was, oh, they want to be hip and young. And so they're blasting the music and the kids aren't uh, talking to each other anyway. They're looking uh-huh. at their phones anyway. Uh huh. No. It's to get, get people out, out of the restaurant. Interesting. Yes. I think maybe lighting has a thing to do with that. I'm sure it does. Like I don't, I can't stand dark restaurants. When it's too dark, you can't yeah. even read the menu. I can't read, I can't see you. <laughs> I can't see my food, I'm guessing. Yes. And then I'm like, all right, let's get out of here. But a lot of people uh, who really care about how they look, mm-hmm. they kind of like the low lighting. Perhaps. Yeah, I guess so. Right. I, I, I have to say I do way better in low lighting. <laughs> <laughs> you look great. You're very nice. Um, okay, so we're going to start wrapping it up because we are actually going to head out and shoot for… You're in Somebody Feed Phil. You're I'm, a special guest. I'm, an, I'm honored we're to be a part of it. We're going to eat some chicken. I'm so excited. Me too. Have okay. you been to this place that we're going? I don't know where we're going. 
I heard we're eating We're going chicken. to one of the famous fried chicken and beer places. Well, maybe the first time for me. I got I to gotta go see. What do you mean? I mean, you I, mean the first time for this place? For this restaurant, yeah. But you've had fried chicken and beer here. This, the it's thing. a staple. You've got to have it. You, if you haven't, then you're not living. And do you know the best ones in Koreatown, Los Angeles? I don't. Well, because like when I'm in when I'm in L.A., yeah, I come from Korea. You don't so like I'd Korean rather food. Eat Mexican, but don't I'm, you want to see like what they've done? Because what they, some of my friends there who have places, uh-huh. they've taken the traditional Korean food and incorporated Southern California's produce mm-hmm. and influences mm-hmm. of all the other. Like, you know who Roy Choi is, right? Of course. So he changed the world by putting Korean barbecue he did. in a taco. taco and it's taco. this amazing mashup. So right. you got to like that. I, it was great. Yeah. I have not tried his food yet. But you've but had that. I've had that because yeah. once he did it, everyone everyone started doing it. And you know what else he did? That was, that was the first mm-hmm. major food truck. Right. And he, because there was an hour and a half line for the food truck, that's why you see food trucks all over right. the world. Because of him, because of that Korean taco. That's massive when you yes. think about it that way. Yes. Changed I, the world. I remember reading like case study on it because yeah. it was like there's a truck and it's serving Korean tacos. Yep. People are waiting in line and they have… And it was when Twitter started blowing up. Yep. And people were like, people are on Twitter to find out where this truck is. That's right. And it's revolutionizing the way food food is being done. It's being in a truck, social yep. media, all the kind of converging. Yeah. And so I, I definitely remember. But that. I love the converging. Yeah. I love the blending of other cultures. Mm-hmm. I love that's how you get true diversity mm-hmm. and how you bring the world together. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, so we're going to wrap this up with a little activity. Since you've eaten all sorts of different foods in all sorts of different places. Um, we wanted to know your best. Right? Yeah. So we're going to go back to… <laughs> you know, this kind of reference is your last meal. Yes. Right? So the best burger. The best oh, pizza. Wow. The best dessert. And a few more. Yeah. Your absolute favorite. Absolute best like burger? Yeah. In Los Angeles right now… I'm going to say there's a there's a restaurant called Republic. Yes. You've been there? Of course. Have you had the burger? I haven't. I only go for breakfast. The, well, the breakfast is awesome, yeah. but so is lunch and dinner. Okay. I could have breakfast, lunch, and dinner at that restaurant <laughs> and be very happy if that was my last. They have a great selection, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Pastries, crazy. But they also have, I think, the best restaurant burger. Okay. Not the best $6 burger. I'm talking about restaurant burger and fries that's going to be, you know, at the end of the day, closer to 20 bucks. But right. you're in a restaurant. But they're using the dry-aged steak trimmings and they're making this burger and it's crispy on the outside and tender on the inside. You know, it's just phenomenal. Is it a buttered brioche bun or what's it like? How how Uh, is it built? That's a very good question. I don't know, but it's perfect. Oh, it's a homemade bun. They make the bread there. Of course. It's a bakery and everything. It's a bakery and everything. So the bun is made right there and it's Mm -hmm. fresh and soft and delicious and there's no complaints. It is a classic. How do you like your burger? Medium rare. Medium rare? Yeah. Everything on it? it? Yeah, I'll take whatever they have. I'll Same. try. I'll try anything. Yeah, you know, some some are better than others. Mm-hmm. You know, from the first bite, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> of, where of you're meat? like, I'm gonna have to power through this one because I paid for it, or this yes. is delicious, or this is delicious. Yeah. By the way, there's a there's a an impossible burger now at a place called Monty's, which is an all vegan menu. Mm. They even do vegan shakes. Oh. 
Oh. Right? But the burger, the cheese, everything on it will fool you. And okay. it's delicious. That's great. And great. That's, to, that's, that's, in LA? that's in Koreatown. That's okay. it's not a Korean restaurant, but it's on Monty's. Western. It's called Monty's. All right. I, I love that. Definitely. I'm trying to For the I'm veggie trying burger. to reduce my meat intake these days. We so. should. By the way, this stuff, it turns out uh, it's not better for you. Um, it's just better for the planet. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I've, you I'm, probably should have no more than a burger a week. I'm processing that these days. Of and any I'm trying kind. to figure yeah. it out. Yeah. Best pizza. Uh, this I have a lot. You know, mozza in LA is pretty awesome. Pretty good. Pizzeria mozza. You've had it? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Uh, in New York, now you have you have Mama's too. You have Raza in New Jersey. You have, there, there's great, there's a lot of great pizza. Is there great pizza here in Seoul? There I personally have some great favorite pizzas uh, and Italian. Know. Really? Like some of my favorite pasta dishes are here. Great. There are times where I'm in LA and I'll go to, out for Italian. I'm like, I should go back to Seoul. Really? You got to try it. So good. See, I'd love that. So uh, good. I love when another, sometimes another culture, like an outsider, mm-hmm. does the thing better it's, than the insider. This is one thing. I'm so glad you came to Seoul to to try all the food. But next time you need to do one where it's Korean takes on just international food. Because when I first got here, I had a hard time adjusting to the food here because I wanted a burger. I wanted a pizza. And I didn't like any of it. Even Mexican. None of it was good. Now, I think some of it beats what I can find in LA or what I can find at my favorite Italian place back home. It's so good. Because the outsider will sometimes care more about the quality of the thing. Mm-hmm. Trying the to stay true yes. to that origin yes. than the insider. It's their idealized version mm-hmm. of what they love about the other right. culture. Right. 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 That's, I've never thought of it that yeah. way. Yeah. So that's great. Very true. Okay. Best dessert. Favorite oh best my dessert. I'm, I'm a big chocolate person. So okay. if it's chocolate, I, I always say if it's not chocolate, it's not dessert. Okay. So I love chocolate. And and the chocolate gelato at mm. Vivoli in Florence, Italy. Never been. Eh, that's worth flying Vivoli's just for that. In yes, Florence. It's okay. chocolate chocolate chip gelato. <sighs> and it's phenomenal. Okay. Do you have a great gelato store here? Um, that I have not found yet. I'm I tasted sure some, some yesterday. It was okay. It was okay. I was in that big gourmet uh underground, the under below the uh department store. Oh yeah, there. What's that called? Well, the, all there are many departments. This like was that. a this was a one that has taken a bunch of restaurants and put them down there. Uh, mm-hmm. Gourmand for Gourmet, okay, so you're at Galleria. That's right, right. So I love that experience. It was really fun. I got yeah. to taste little things a- along the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had some of these amazing donuts that they have there, and we had the uh, tra- traditional take on yes donuts. Okay, that was good. Ooh. Yeah, you're eating well. Yes. All right, and this one, and eh, similar, but yeah. best pasta, your favorite pasta. It's got to be in Italy. I mean, you can just go to any corner in Rome and have the meal of your life. Mm-hmm. I just think the pasta in Italy is just on another level. I mean, it's Italian food. It has to be. Italy, so far, Italy wins for me. <laughs> because Is that your favorite cuisine? I think my favorite place. Oh. And it includes the food. Okay. Right? Uh, I love almost every cuisine I've ever had. Uh-huh. I can't tell you a cuisine I don't like so uh-huh. far, right? Because okay. it's so general. Uh-huh. There's always something you're going to find that that's good everywhere. Mm-hmm. But in Italy, for some reason, you know, the, everywhere you look is gorgeous. 
every bite of food to me is delicious and everyone's hugging and kissing you. So mm-hmm. what's not to like, right? Very true. We got to wrap it up. We got to wrap it we up. We got to eat. <laughs> we have to wrap it up. We got to go eat some chicken. Yes. And some beer. Thank you so much for making time. I loved it. And joining me on this show. Thank you. I'm so excited to join you on yours. Here we go. Um, we're gonna. Where can people find you? On the show, but are yeah. you on social? Phil, Phil. Rosenthal is Instagram, so okay. you can see what I'm eating every day. Okay. And, and other things I care about. I'm on Twitter, just Phil Rosenthal. I'm on the Facebook even. And the YouTube channel, Phil Rosenthal World, where you'll right. see the little short films that we do that keep me going until the show comes back. Okay, amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of I Think You're Dope with Eric Nam and with today, Phil Rosenthal. You guys can please leave us a great rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you're listening to. And follow us at The Dive Studios. And watch the full video of this on YouTube.com slash Dive Studios. And before we go, Phil, if you would kindly… I don't know if you're a great singer or not. Uh Or improviser. Yes. But if you could create a goodbye outro jingle for us. Sure. The name of this show is not I Think You're a Dope. (laughs) Which you might think… With me on it. <laughs> but it's with Eric. <laughs> and the name of the show is I Think You're Dope. Thanks so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>